This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, October 2nd, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. It's been a long road to legal cannabis, but two states have made the leap. John Caldera is head of Colorado's Independence Institute. At the State Policy Network's annual meeting held last week, we discussed how the state's experiment with re-legalization is going. It's really wonderful being the butt of every every pot joke in the in the in the country because nobody can talk to you without asking you if you're high. Um, and just because I am doesn't mean that that <laughs> of course. What what's been interesting about Colorado is that it was a step process. So in 2000, we had a medical marijuana and ballot through the initiative process, and it passed. But for years, it got caught up in legal battles. So for the first four years or so, you had outliers who would go out and try to start the dispensary and then get shut down and then sue and then countersue and then this and that. And then it happened from municipality to municipality. At about year four to year five, it was clear medical marijuana was here to stay, at which point they spread like wildfire. In fact, in Denver, we had more medical marijuana dispensaries than we had Starbucks. And the world didn't end. It had issues. It was undesirable. They weren't what you'd call uh, classy joints. They didn't look like a doctor's office. We found that uh, something like 80 to 90% of the prescriptions came from the same one or two doctors. And I think it's fair to say that a good 80% of those people who used medical marijuana used it for recreational purposes. But it did start changing the culture, and people knew people who used marijuana. Along came the full legalization in 2012. This was a bit of a perfect storm in that those people who wanted to come out and really fight against legalizing marijuana couldn't when they tried, including our governor, who made his money owning breweries, when our governor started to squawk about legalizing medical marijuana, Team Obama came in and said, shut the hell up. When people come out for this issue, who do you think they're going to vote for, Romney or Obama? And it was one of the many reasons why Obama won this state. Everyone expected it to be a very close race. But in fact, it wasn't close at all. It was about 54% yes on, on legalizing uh, marijuana. And then that opened up a whole new, whole new world. The new amendment said if the state did not come up with a regulatory slash tax plan for it within the first session, then it would go to the municipalities to decide what to do with it. And the last thing the legislature was going to do was to let that happen. The amendment said that uh, the maximum tax could be, I think it was 10% excise tax, 15% sales tax. And it was a very bizarre thing to watch the Republicans in the state legislature arguing for lower taxes on pot, even though that they really hated the legalized pot. But it's a democratically controlled state, and the Democrats won, which put it at the highest level. So between the excise tax and the sales tax, local taxes, and then local excise taxes, it can have an effective tax rate of about 40%. So the revenues coming in from that haven't been as high as expected because they're driving so much of it underground. 
made easier because the new law says you can grow up to six plants yourself and you can gift up to an ounce of marijuana to anyone you like. So to just gift is hard to trace, and so there's a huge underground economy, and Colorado's missing out on a lot of, the, a lot of those tax revenues. There are some uh, regulatory battles yet to be fought, and uh, I think Colorado and, and Washington will be at the forefront of it. One of those is impairment while driving. That's a difficult thing to nail down. It's something that everybody should care about because we share the roads. Uh, do you have any thoughts about that or, or direction forward policy-wise? This has been a big issue in Colorado because we've had medical marijuana for up to a decade. So this has been an issue in how to, how to do it. Tracking it has been difficult because they don't know how best to measure the THC. Technologically, it's getting better. They've put in some, um, some driving-while-high laws. And I think they've worked out pretty well. There's still there's still argument at what the levels are because we've never had any testing of this. We don't know what the level of THC is to have and still be good to drive. We don't know if the THC stays in your system long after the effect is worn off, therefore the testing might be off. One of the problems we're going to have is the mix between alcohol and marijuana and that they amplify one another. So we have drunk driving laws, we have driving while stone laws, and perceivably we you could be under the limit for alcohol, under the limit for THC, but because of the combined impact, be driving while impaired, but really there's no law there to measure that. So the issue, I mean, really ought to be impairment. However, we get to that, that a measure of impairment. And the state is going to have to wrestle with what impairment looks like and what objective measure you use to say this person is, is impaired. Although so far, there have been problems with tourists coming in and going too far. Maureen Dow did a great uh, article because she ate too much. And now the pro-pot industries are putting out an advertising campaign of start low, go slow when it comes to edibles. Because apparently she ate too much and, and um, went crazy in her hotel room. So uh, we're also having an influx of homeless people coming into Denver, partly for the to get the new drug and so we're getting a lot of people saying look look at the bad influence that it's bringing into the, the into the city when in fact that's more of an argument that if if alcohol was illegal everywhere except in denver they would do the same thing watching this roll out and watching sort of the public not just react to it but sort of engage with it as an issue do you see uh, you know a lot of other states following suit fairly quickly yes I, th I think the genie is out of the bottle on this. Uh, there's Once states realize the revenue that, that can happen and that interstate trafficking of it is going to become easier and easier, I don't see any way that other states will not follow in Colorado and Washington's footsteps. And there are a lot of folks who, who are worried about this, but it means those who are concerned about marijuana consumption need to change sides. And I'm not saying stop people from trying to smoke, but change from arguing the supply side, we got to stop the supply, which has never worked very well, into a much more difficult role of we have to stop the demand. It worked with cigarettes. It worked with higher alcohol contents, uh, liquors uh, and spirits. And it works with drugs once you, you convince people. And it comes back to the old 
old problem. Are we there to convince or to compel? Convincing is a lot more difficult. John Caldera is president of the Independence Institute in Colorado. You can read more on the state of the drug war at our website, cato.org.